Now, next up, we have a live interview, which we love having, and it's the beautiful Rebecca Lister and Penny Gibson, who are here to chat about 2.20 a.m. and Anvil Production. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So our very first question, uh, what was like, what was inspiration for, for you, Rebecca, in terms of like writing 2.20 a.m. And, and all of that? Um, mm-hmm. And the title itself, does that have any, what was like the inspiration for that and the connection of that with the story you want to tell in 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 this pro- in this project in this play mm-hmm. yeah great question so um macy i've worked for many years as a um as a freelance artist and as a writer and i've worked a lot with uh groups of people who've been bereaved through the loss of a loved one to suicide and i was contracted to work with an organization called support after suicide and i started working with them in about 2010 to uh run writing workshops for people who had uh, experienced um, the loss of a loved one to suicide. And during that period of time, they were wonderful workshops. We focused very much on on teaching people writing skills. So the focus was on writing skills. The focus of the workshops wasn't on a therapeutic workshop. And during that time, I thought it would be wonderful if we could actually take some of these stories and actually make it into a professional play. And so that's what I did in 2015. I got a grant. And with that grant, I interviewed a number of people like Penny that I had worked with over um, over a number of years as writers and asked them to share their stories with me about uh, what they had experienced. And uh, I've now put those into a play. And I've actually used the experience of being a facilitator of writing workshops. So the story is about four people who meet at a writer's workshop. Yeah. And they've come to the workshop to develop better skills as writers and um, to, um, so that they can write about their experience. So then the idea kind of stems from this, the workshop that's in the play. Mm-hmm. And so tell us about, because the play is based around suicide mm-hmm. which is a complex topic itself so how did you kind of um deal with a writing about it the performers and the audience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um with any good play or any good piece of theater you have to have many levels so of course writing about suicide is potentially a very sad and quite a challenging topic so the play i've also ensured that there's um great moments of beauty in the work that there's humor and that's humor which is appropriate humor i mean humor that's not um making light of the topic or making light of 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 anyone who has been associated with the topic, but certainly using humour to allow people to sit and relax into the work. It's really important for an audience that they feel comfortable and safe in a space. So the work, uh, we've engaged professional actors. Uh, we've also had a lot of support from Support After Suicide. Their counsellors there to ensure that the work that we're developing is really safe and that the actors are well looked after. Um, the way that we are directing it is that it's quite an intimate piece of theatre, but we've also ensured that our lighting design allows enough darkness so that people can sit in the space and not feel too exposed if they're crying or feeling, um, you know, m- more uh, vulnerable in that sort of environment. So it's like uh, a number of my friends have said to me, oh, that sounds like a great play, but it sounds too sad. You know, I can't come to that. And I, what I w- really want to say to listeners is that it's it's actually more than that. It's a story about people, about people who experience a wide variety of, of emotions and a wide variety of experiences. The writers' workshops that I ran, of which Penny was a participant, often we would laugh and laugh in those workshops. We learnt 
a lot more about each other other than just suicide. Sometimes we talked about suicide, but other times we talked about a whole lot of other things because we were developing relationships and developing skills to become good writers. And this play is about relationships. Like any good play or any good piece of theatre, something has to happen. You know, you can't just sit there and, you know, just, just, you know, talk all the time. Something has to happen. And what happens is the development of relationships and there are many topics in society that are difficult to talk about. Just because something is difficult to talk about, it doesn't mean that we should avoid it. We, we live in a world where, you know, I, walking here, I just came through the refugee rally at, at State Library. It's a difficult topic. It's a difficult topic, but we have to talk about it. It's almost like the more difficult the topic, the more often we should be talking about mm. it, really. Yes, I agree. And this play is about a lot of what, what happens often with suicide is that... Uh, Family members and, and, and friends who are left behind often feel deep guilt for what has happened. They can feel ashamed. And when we silence something, when we hide it or push it away or pretend it doesn't happen, it exacerbates that silence. And, and we know that, we know that, say, for instance, with, um, with sexual assault or things that have happened through institutions where people have been silenced, where their stories have not been supported, where they've not been given the opportunity to share those stories. And suicide sits in a similar, in a similar kind of area. Um, the play's not didactic. We're not giving a lecture. We're not telling people how to think or feel. <laughs> we're not saying, you know, you've got to do this or you've got to do that. What we're saying is when we talk about it and share... What we share is something really human and something really real. I, I, I never in my wildest dreams did I expect my, my brother suicided and I did not ever think that that would happen. It never dawned on me. And then when it did happen, then you start to realise that it's, it's unfortunately so common and that there are so many different emotions and, and the, the, the great shame that you feel is, is, is awful, but you have to go through that. Grief is a journey, you know, there's there's no, often there's no clear ending, but you learn to live with hope and with dignity. And this play is about human dignity, about people being dignified. Mm. Right, well. Sorry, sorry, I'm just, I've been very much moved by this. So, um, yeah, um, uh, yes, uh, so, so Penny, um, we, as in you've been uh, a participant in, in this project and you've been interviewed about your own life experiences. Could you tell us more about that? Uh, yes, I'd, I'd like to begin by saying that um, in the workshops that Rebecca ran, she's been speaking about we want people to feel safe with the play. Rebecca made us feel safe in the workshop. I think it went for nine months. Mm, wow. And so there was plenty of time for us to relax there was no talk about suicide for quite a, a number of weeks, I think, or very, very small amount of discussion about that so that we could focus on the writing tasks and we could um, relate to each other just as ordinary people in a workshop, not as people burdens, because most of us, was the suicide was fairly recent for us. In my case, my son took his own life at the age of 41. Um, and a number of us had lost children, a number of us had lost uh, parents or partners. And I think, talking to my daughter-in-law just before I came, and her pa was her partner, my son was her partner, and she said, it's an opportunity to play like this, is an opportunity for everybody to connect with the saddened things, the grief that has happened in their life. 
and it allows you to, because as Rebecca says, too often we feel obliged to push that away. And when we're able to to acknowledge it and to let ourselves feel it, it's it, it's healing. It's healing, even though it's 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 grievous at the time and it's difficult at the time. But you can't avoid these things. Everybody has something in their life that's caused them deep grief. Yeah, and um, I definitely agree with what you said about talking about it can move that person on, move the family further into their life. Um, I personally haven't been around suicide, so listening to this is quite daunting and scary, And but um, it's definitely something that I want to see. So... Um, Sorry, I'm just lost for words after listening to that. <laughs> I, I'll just say, um, in terms of like, it's kind of complicated in terms of that topic, but I, I can relate in terms of how I lost my own father to like cancer, which I feel is like, he, 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 that didn't really have any control with that and how that mm-hmm. took him away. And like, so I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just glad that you're, you're, you're writing this and performing performing this and I bring all these stories about like about this um, this topic to life and all of that so so thank you Mm. you said earlier that you were tackling the subject in a way with humor so how does that happen how do you form that well I think whenever you bring groups of people together where they share uh, real experiences and real emotions um, humor humor happens Um, I think that humans have a an extraordinary capacity for resilience and I think by the time people make a conscious effort to come to a group like a writer's group or go to a, a therapeutic group people are, are wanting to, to, to explore something and um, with the right facilitation and with the right care uh, people feel safe in the environment and and, and with that safety comes a, a dropping down of the of the barriers and 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 if you're not folk with our with the workshops that I ran and also with this show we, we we focus on on different things and there are things that happen things that are said to people when you've when someone has suicided that are really quite you know ridiculously funny people will say things which sound terrible but I had an experience where somebody bailed me up in the street once and just went into this whole monologue about, you know, all about my brother and all this stuff about my brother and this and this and this and and this person knew my brother through work and then I had to stop him and say, it wasn't that brother, it was another brother. And all we could do was just kind of look at each other and laugh and, and, and he was doing this huge sympathy thing and saying to me how much he knew that my brother was, you know, struggling with various things and... Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And I, you know, I just had to get him to stop and go, oh, mate, you know, like wrong, oh, no. wrong brother. And there is, when I tell that story now, I can't help but kind of laugh. Yeah. It's it's like those things. We all have situations where sometimes there's a very fine line between laughter and tears. A very fine line. You know what it's like when someone tells you, when you see somebody, it's like all those comedy shows that we watch where people fall over and we laugh. They're they're cruel. They're awful. And we're not making fun of people, but when you put people together who are willing to share who they really are, you get humour. Humour is a survival technique. Um, and it's all about the, how you create the space. So I've tried to keep that happening 
with the stories. The play has all these creative stories in it, so that the play is about these people in the workshop, but they also read the pieces of creative writing that they that they write. So they write short stories and poetry, and uh, they write some little plays. So there's like a little play inside a play, and those things have those things have humour. People say, you know funny things like oh I know exactly how you feel you know I was devastated when my dog got run over by a car and you think whoa okay (laughs) well it's actually a little bit different from that but it means you understand grief and loss and empathy okay I'll go there with you but afterwards you you know we would have these sessions at our writing group where we would get the giggles where (laughs) someone would say something and you just get the giggles and maybe part of that is a is a human survival technique mm. are you because this opens the 29th doesn't it yeah yes. yeah are you at all nervous about any negative uh, backlash or feedback because after i recently watched 13 reasons why Mm-mm. which um brought in a lot a lot of backlash from parents and mm. teachers and schools and i watched it and i thought it was fine and mm, mm. I thought it tackled the subject beautifully and it was something that obviously underage children should be with parents to watch it, but it was something that they probably needed to see and hear about. Are you at all nervous mm. about that kind of, obviously not to that extent? But mm. No, I don't think that we are. I think that we have dealt with the material in a very um, sensitive way. Of course, you can't guarantee that. Um, people may be offended Mm. Um, I think that we have been very well guided we've worked closely with support after suicide and there are professional counselling staff there so I've been guided at times Um, people such as Penny have come to the readings of the work prior to going into rehearsal we have had uh, professional staff available at at rehearsals as well Um, Each show will be followed by a forum that will be facilitated by either a social worker or a psychologist. Uh, I'm a social worker as well, so I have a a background as a social worker and I I work in my other day job as a social worker as well. But um, we're also... the, The play doesn't focus on the death of people. The play focuses on the people who are remaining and their emotional state. So we don't ever go, we really don't explore the backstories of the people who have died, whereas 13 Reasons really explored the backstory Definitely. of the young woman who suicided. Um, so we, we barely mention the, the backstory. The backstory is these people's own emotional journey, what has brought them to this point to want to come to a group like this. So... I, I don't think that that, that that will be open. What, what do you think, Penny? No, I, I agree. Actually, I, I, as you were talking, I was thinking that having seen the um, the reading, um, it, it does focus on the experiences of the people who are left and people like me and the kind of things that you have to cope with day to day. And it did take me back very much to the writing workshop, which I loved. And I should say that I had done some writing before that, before my son died. I'd had been published. And after he died, I couldn't write at all. I'd had no words. And so this was an absolute lifesaver for me, as it was for, I think, all of us. Because it wasn't therapy, but it was writing our way 
through as a way of working with, and it is working with the grief and working through it. And what kind of support does um, Support After Suicide provide? Uh, they have um, they have different groups for people. You can go to individual counselling. You can go to a group, which I did. Um, f I think it's for people in the first eight weeks after their loved one has died. So the, in the first state of shock, you can go to, I think it goes for eight weeks or so. Maybe it's the first three months and it runs for eight weeks. And I met some very good friends there. Um, I think they probably do other things as well. I'm not sure, mm. Rebecca. They also run, so they have uh, a men's support group. They run support groups for uh, young people whose parents, parent or parents have suicided. They uh, run coffee mornings. They also have a quite a strong uh, political presence as well. They really lead uh, suicide prevention days. So su International Suicide Prevention Day is September the 10th. Our show is, has been programmed to close the day before, so we will acknowledge that day on our closing. Uh, Support After Suicide are, are quite a political organisation, so they uh, release, uh, you know, statements. Uh, they're often asked to call on to speak about to speak about suicide. Um, they've published a number of anthologies of creative works, which are the things that Penny and I have worked on. Uh, so yeah, it's counselling. So they have a number of counsellors, support groups, supports for young people, support specifically for. For uh, for men, uh, the the more social kind of coffee mornings because so sometimes you just feel uh, comfortable being with a group of people who have a shared experience. It's like when people have had a baby and they go to join a you know a, a new parents group. You may not have anything in common with the people in that group other than the fact that you've got a new baby. Or so support groups are a very common thing in lots of different areas. People go to support groups so they run these so they aren't always therapeutic groups sometimes they might be coffee groups or, or outings those sorts of things I just I wanted to add also that they run um, camps for young people and my grandson went to that and he said the best thing about it was being with people who understood what it was like that was a great thing for him yeah, yeah but like all that bringing people together that that is good to hear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so oh. Do you have any more questions? Um, in terms of like, uh, in terms of like where to find you and and your and your like your show, uh, mm -hmm. where's the best place to go for that? Okay, so all bookings go through our website. So our company is Anvil Productions, A N V I L Productions, and it would be great if you could put that link up onto your website would be good up onto oh. CINFM if you can I don't know can you do that definitely we can talk to our EP to get that organized that'd be terrific so um, all the information so the play is on from August the 29th until um, September the 9th and it runs um, Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday nights and Sunday afternoon we have a 5 p.m. matinee we have full price tickets we have concession price tickets we have companion card tickets so free for people who are carers who have a companion card we have a discount for um, students. We have a group discount. Uh, we have an Auslan show. So this Friday, which I think is the 31st, we have an Auslan show. And we have two Auslan interpreters coming in to, to, to do that show for us. Um, yes, and all information. So everything's... The, the booking is up on Try Booking to 20 a.m. on Try Booking, but all the link to book, you can just go through our website. There's a there's the booking 
widget, I think it's called, <laughs> up on anvilproductions.com.au. So you can find us there.